Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. the quickest piss ever bathroom is like right next to me would you just piss on the wall <laughs> it's, it's just quick i'm assuming you washed your hands clearly no <laughs> look it's only my germs man i don't care What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by No House Advantage. I am Dave Lochran on Twitter at Lafay underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D. You know the drill. Josh is getting cocky. Hit me with the follow. I'm going to be more active lately. Just entire the sole purpose, the entire purpose of this is to not let Josh catch me in Twitter followers. It's that simple. And you can help along the for the ride is Josh Engelman at Josh um johnson on twitter the worst <laughs> here to talk at josh engelman on twitter here to talk a little bit of basketball we got a consecutive nine game slates josh and yesterday yeah. was really weird because nine games felt like five but this one gets really interesting with the san antonio news missing six players potentially missing seven if lamarcus aldridge is out yeah. we've seen this way too many times this season from from various different teams yeah, it's going to be a pretty wild one. Yesterday's slate, I hated. And sure enough, uh, that showed in the amount of money that came back to me after my entry. So <laughs> I'm happy to put Tuesday's slate uh, to bed. Speaking of our Twitter followers, by the way, I actually plugged both of us into Social Blade to see what the projections would be moving forward. And it has me catching you by August. So, you know, I'm coming for you, brother. Okay, okay. That is, but that is at my current pace. I assume so, yeah. Right. Which, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're going to be uh, begging for Twitter followers over the next two or three days when you leave for multiple weeks. Well, you I will forget 50, about all of this. I gained 50 just yesterday. So, okay, that's one. You're going to be saw, off for a couple I, weeks. And I saw that. I saw that fear strike your face right there. Fear. Just, Give me I, a break. Fear. Saw, come on. <laughs> come on now. Fear. We're you're happy crazy. to have all of you guys with us. Uh, more importantly than all of that, hit that thumbs up. Oh, and we're actually, when the Awesomeo Twitter handle reaches 30,000, we're going to be doing uh, 30 weekly giveaways to Awesomeo Plus Platinum. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, hit that thumbs up if you like what we do here. And more important than anything, than all of this, subscribe to the channel. Uh, you guys were instrumental in helping us get to 50,000 subscribers. 
And uh, we're still making that push just to continue building this platform, putting out the best free content we can, and we can't do it without your help. So hit that thumbs up, subscribe, ready to dive into this? Let's do it, man. All right. So we've got on the docket today, kicking it off with Boston and Atlanta, the Boston Celtics, three-point dogs. You got a bunch of two through four-point spreads today, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Celtics laying three points, 226 total. No real injuries here outside of Marcus Smart being out uh, for the however many straight game. It, it, with the Celtics, you've got the similar situation every day where it's Kemba, where it's Tatum, and it's Jalen Brown, and then you know some some modest love for guys like Tice and Thompson, depending on what their salaries are. So now you face an Atlanta team that makes for a pretty decent matchup. Where do we start here? Well, we have to start with Boston in the fact that I'm not expecting Kemba Walker to be on the floor today. This is a back-to-back for Boston. He has not played their previous two back-to-backs. I don't get the sense that that's going to start today. Uh, It is only relevant to the Boston Celtics if Kemba Walker can be healthy for the playoffs. So him playing today would surprise me. And in that case, I'm really interested in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, 8,400 on both sites. I think he's a bit of a better value on DraftKings today. Sees a a really nice usage bump, assist rate bump, just from Kemba Walker being off the floor. Similar story for Jason Tatum as well. He just happens to be a little bit more expensive. Lucky for us, uh, there's so much value on this slate, particularly coming out of San Antonio, which we will get to, that paying up for Tatum and Brown has become easier and easier. So I don't really think it opens up all that much. We do need to pay attention to who would start in Kemba's spot. Uh, The last time that he sat, it was Javante Green. He hasn't really been playing the game previous to that. It ended up being Peyton Pritchard. Not entirely sure which direction they go here. I don't really think it matters all that much who ends up being the starter. My main focus is just going to be on Tatum and Brown. I don't think the prices are really all that great on anybody else, unless you can guarantee 28 plus minutes. You've got the Spurs value, but you also have Saban Lee and you, know, you and I both said it on, on the show. Like I preferred that he didn't start. Keep that ownership below 60% or whatever. Uh, in the big $12 on DraftKings, he came in around 27%, which still seemed low. I mean, what if we'll get there in a second, but just another example of someone second of a back-to-back, but he's playing big minutes off the bench and he's under 4K. So yeah. we're going to have a lot of that today. Oh, it's Today is going to be today's everyone's going to feel really good when they build their lineups thinking that they built the nuts. Yep. And then realizing that a lot of people have something very, very similar. Very true. Uh, Leverage is more important on a day like today than it ever is. Yep. And another thing too, we'll dive back into this game. We'll lock this down a bit, but it is a really interesting slate. Um, A lot of times, one of the ways I like to differentiate is on slates like this, where there's a lot of really good value is instead of going to other value that's just not good at all, hoping for 23 minutes from a wing that's going to touch the ball six times a game, is to differentiate with the top-priced guys because all of them have those ceilings that can pop off for 80 fantasy points. But on this one, it's a little bit different because you have no Embiid, you have no Jokic, you have no Giannis, you have no Harden, you have no uh, you have LeBron, that's it. And I'm missing a bunch of other guys. You have no Luca, right? Like, you don't have any of those guys today. You have LeBron, you have Sabonis at 10 5 on drafting. <laughs> you have Curry, Trey Young, Towns, Levine, but you don't have any of those aforementioned names. No, it's a very different slate. And that's why, obviously, paying for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown becomes really easy. Uh, another thing that mm-hmm. I like to do on slates where we get this 
immense value is trying to dial it back just a little bit and turn that lineup into a little bit more of a balanced build. It ends up being a construction that doesn't really show up all that frequently in optimizers just because you end up being able to just jam in as many low price guys as you can. But just cutting out one of those guys and one of the higher price guys to get two guys in like the 6K range I think changes up your construction a lot. I'm expecting to see lower ownership in that mid-tier today just because of how little there is at the top end of salary and how much value we have at the bottom. Absolutely. Now, are you coming in on anything for the Atlanta Hawks? We've said this so often that Trey Young always seems to be the odd man out when it comes to who we decide to pay up for. I know you haven't been on him frequently at all lately, but on a slate without those big marquee names, it's still a tough spot against Boston. Does Trey Young come into the picture for you today? A little bit, yeah. Uh, he showed up in the optimal 13% of the time on FanDuel. About and John 9%. Collins might sit, by the way. With right, that so that, that's the big issue here. John Collins is going to be questionable. Uh, if he gets cleared from the concussion protocol, then you just expect him to play his normal stuff. It's not like he's nursing an injury. He's either going to be available or not available. Cam Reddish, also questionable, didn't play yesterday. Both of those guys will have major ripple effects throughout the rest of Atlanta. I have them both in for right now, at which point Young, Capella, and John Collins are the only three guys that I'm really looking at for the Hawks. If Collins ends up out, we have to start looking at Danilo Gallinari. She picked up a bunch of extra minutes, was the guy that came out to start the second half with Collins out. He's at 4,600 on FanDuel and 4,700 on DraftKings. You have to assume Gallo gets around 30 minutes if we don't see Collins and if we don't see Reddish as well, if those guys start getting lopped off, a lot of the minutes end up going to Solomon Hill and Tony Snell. So there's really not a huge benefit because those guys stink. Yeah, they, they do. So dating back to last season, to the start of last year, uh, 37% usage, 39% assists, 1.47 DraftKings points per minute for Young with Reddish and Collins off the floor. Yeah. Uh, this season, he's played 137 minutes with them off the floor, 1.6 DraftKings points per minute. Uh, really solid numbers there. For, uh, usage rate of, where's his usage? 43.4% and an assist rate of 46.5. Now, the second in per minute production without Collins and Reddish, I, I assume I could just take Collins off the floor because it's more important for, for uh, Clint Capella here. But with, with Collins off the floor, Clint Capella in 300 minutes is a 1.2 fantasy point per minute guy, which is also pretty encouraging given his, um, given his rebound rate that, that comes in at 25% in those 300 yeah. minutes. Yeah, we're going to be focused. If, if let, Let's just say Collins and Reddish happen to be out again. Uh, Trey Young is going to look fantastic. Clint Capella is going to be significantly more popular than he is right now. Uh, basically, like all of the normal guys for Atlanta, Young, Capella, Herter, um, Gallo in this case, they're all going to take massive uh, bumps up as significantly better values. By the way, we we did just get an ownership update one minute ago. Um, as expected, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, both north of 20% ownership on both sites. Uh, that's exactly where I have it. I totally agree with it. Daniel Tice, the only other guy that's picking up any ownership from Boston. He has been playing extended minutes, didn't play as many yesterday, but uh, I have him in for 30 minutes. And I think that 14% ownership on FanDuel seems reasonable. On the Hawks side, nobody really pulling away from the pack other than Clint Capella, 8,200 on FanDuel, 7,800 on DraftKings. Yeah, 7,800 on DraftKings, he's still pulling around 18% ownership. I, I think the Collins news is just uh, crucial 
yeah. to getting a better understanding of how this slate breaks down. And it turns out, or it could turn out, that an Atlanta-Boston game ends up being a really, really good one to target, even if Collins plays. But if Collins is out, that's going to open a lot up on both sides for sure. Yeah, it's hard to speculate now. I'm not really reading too much into any of the Atlanta ownership because they've got, you know, 60-plus minutes in flux that dramatically changes everything. So I don't want to overreact too much, but Trey Young is going to be very, very popular. I'll say this much. I like Trey Young right now on FanDuel with Collins and Reddish in. Projected for 6% ownership, optimal lineup for me 13% of the time. There's so much value on this slate that it's not hard to pay up for Trey Young. And if that means that I can get 2x the field on Trey, I'm going to try to do that. Okay. Let's talk about Houston and Cleveland then. Uh, The Houston Rockets just every time find a way to disappoint us. It doesn't matter who they're playing, where they're playing, or what time they're playing. It just seems to always go awry. And, you know, they got smoked by the Bulls. They were down by 31 points in the third quarter last game. Eric Gordon in a fantastic spot ends up shooting dreadfully. John Wall doesn't play the last 17 minutes of the game, 16 minutes of the game. I could go on here, Josh. P.J. Tucker, uh, who was near minimum salary on a slate with no value, was God awful. Just the the whole team. So they're releasing DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, Victor Oladipo is questionable. Eric Gordon is questionable for this one. PJ Tucker is probable. All that's well and good, but then we got to figure out which Houston Rockets player is going to let us down if these guys don't play again. Yeah, the the Oladipo piece of this, well, obviously the Eric Gordon piece is huge too, but the Oladipo piece really changes the makeup of this team. If Gordon and Oladipo both play, I don't really see too much that should be interesting from Houston. I think John Wall is fine at 8,500 and 8,300. It's a decent spot against Cleveland, albeit a, a bit slower. Um, after that, like, I don't know. Do you want to kick the tires on Justin Patton at 3,500 against Cleveland? Uh, he's the only center on the Rockets right now. Did play 20 minutes this last time out. Do they try to give him some additional run right now and give him a test? I don't know. I gave him 20 minutes. That makes him a perfectly acceptable value play today on DK. I have no interest in paying down for him on FanDuel. The opportunity cost isn't going to be worth it. You would have to know that Justin Patton's going to play like 28 minutes for that to be a, a thing. If Victor Oladipo ends up out, we're going straight back to Eric Gordon again for uh, an incredibly disappointing affair. I assume now will be the time that he would smash, but this is sort of like Atlanta. The The news on Oladipo and Gordon dictates everything. Houston can go from completely uninteresting to you have to play like three or four of these guys with a snap of a fingers. Yeah, I know. And I guess just looking at, at this matchup, it's actually not much different than the Chicago matchup the other day with Wendell Small, oh, with Wendell Small, with Wendell Carter Jr. That's a person though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he's a running back. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I don't just keep track on Smallwood is the last name. Well, if anybody wanted to be you. you. No, <laughs> come on. <I> saw... <laughs> uh, anyway, great minds. <laughs> great minds think alike. Uh, so the thing is with, with with Cleveland though is like Jared Allen, is he's he's been great and he's rebounding well, but he's not a hulking center. Neither is Wendell Carter. Right? They're they're both kind of the same size. Some differences, of course, but it's not an Andre Drummond type, a Joel Embiid type, a Rudy Gobert type that you really have to worry too much about. So um, it, it's hard to say what we see Silas do, but he played Tucker only 22 minutes last game, and I'm not necessarily sure if Tucker would have seen that many more minutes 
either way, because he played uh, 10, 10 and a half minutes in the first quarter, 10 and a half minutes. But then in the second quarter, or sorry, to start the second half, he only played six minutes, but uh, Tate came off at the same time. John Wall came up shortly after. They were down by so much that everything just got changed up. How many minutes do you give Tucker here, assuming this game stays close? Because Houston's bad, but Cleveland's not a very good team either. So I gave him 28 minutes. And again, that has Victor Oladipo and Eric Gordon in. I'm going to project him for more if those guys end up out, uh, if if they're both out at least. But I I, I don't get the sense that I'm going to be going to much more than, say, 30 to 32 on Tucker if they're both out. He just hasn't been playing that same sort of huge, huge minutes load. Over the past month, the most minutes P.J. Tucker has played in a game, 33.6, only twice north of 30, actually three other times north of 30, but pretty much like 30 or below. So I don't want to go too crazy. And lucky for us today, there is no value on, or there's a ton of value on this slate. So you don't have to play P.J. Tucker as a value option. I don't think it really matters. I don't think P.J. Tucker shows up in anything today regardless of the news yeah i was more so asking because of justin Patton. oh yeah i don't think Patton's going to affect tucker all that much yeah all right what about cleveland they've actually been good for fantasy purposes bad for winning but sexton garland winning uh, jared allen specifically has looked really good starting at the five ever since andre drummond stopped playing it, it, it's hard not to look at someone like jared allen in this specific matchup against either a center run by our center position run by PJ Tucker or Justin Patton. It feels like a really tempting spot for Jared Allen, even though his price is increasing. Yeah. Uh, he looks like very clearly the best play from Cleveland, 7,600 and 7,700 on FanDuel and DK North of 20% ownership on both sites. But I think that looks like makes perfect sense. Uh, he's certainly not worried about Justin Patton or whatever it is that they're going to run out at center today. Uh, I think he looks like one of the best center options on the day. One of the better plays overall across both sites. I kind of feel the same way about Colin Sexton, just maybe like a half step behind where Jared Allen is. And for Darius Garland, he's still 5,900 on DraftKings. I'm cornering the market a little bit on these three Cleveland guys, which I don't really like to do because, well, they're on Cleveland. Yeah, I'm not huge on it either, but I think if you're getting him at the right price, there's really no issue with it. Uh, and Darius Garland, his price unfortunately keeps rising. He's up like he's up a thousand dollars over his last couple of games from where he was on the 21st. Uh, and playing the second of a back-to-back today, they've they've played a lot lately. But I'm with you. I, I think it's a fine spot and. Houston's defense just continues to... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To, to decline as we expected. They were out playing really great defense after Harden left, but there's just no reason to suggest that they're going to continue to play at a high level. So um, top plays from this one? Jared Allen, Jared Allen, Jared Allen. Colin Sexton would be second. And then keep your eye on Houston. If one or both of Victor Oladipo or Eric Gordon are out, you probably kind of want to go to the other one. If it's just Oladipo that's out and Gordon plays, I think Eric Gordon's going to be uh, pretty popular on FanDuel. He's only 5300 there, $1,200 more expensive on DraftKings. And man, if both of them are out, there's more value. That, that... Yeah, you're... Oh, God, it's a lot of David Nawaba, Sterling Brown type stuff. Uh, Mason Jones, maybe. Ben McLemore. It's None of it's good. Golden State at Indiana. Warriors uh, getting two points on the road. 229 and a half total for this one. Kind of an interesting game. We can start with Golden State. Of course, they're also playing their second leg of a back-to-back. Steph Curry coming off a 60 DraftKing point game. 37-6-6 and yesterday in that eight point win over the New York Knicks. I don't think there's a better place to start than right there. Yeah, but as per usual, I find Steph Curry and the rest of the Warriors really uneventful today. He's 10K on both sites. He's about 10% owned. That's exactly where I have him. So I think he's properly owned. I assume I have about 10% of Steph Curry tonight. You could do a little bit of Draymond Green. He is also the same price on both sites, 6,600 on FanDuel and on DK. Again, close to 10% owned. That's exactly where I think he should be. Ubre's price is climbing like crazy. He's up to 7,500 on FanDuel. He is getting no ownership. No one else is really getting any ownership here. It's not a, it's not a really fun matchup against Indiana either. So it's kind of just like filler with Curry and Draymond and not much else. I do like the idea of paying up to be contrarian for Ubre, given that there's enough value out on the slate right now. But we're talking about a guy that I think is like an 8%er at 2%. So not somebody that I'm advocating for pretty aggressively. All right. Yeah, 38-plus DraftKings points now, which surprised me in, a, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, in six of his last seven games. So Ubre is definitely uh, up the production lately, while Andrew Wiggins, on the other hand, is doing – very much Andrew Wiggins things, which is give you 25 to 30 DraftKings points and disappoint you. Demonis Sabonis, price is coming up, but justifiably so. He's coming off an 82 DraftKings point game, 46 minutes the last time this team played. It was all the way back on the 17th, Josh. 46 minutes, 36 points, 16 boards, 10 rebounds, three three steals, one block, and 82 and a half DraftKings points. That has skyrocketed his salary to 10500 on DraftKings. I love him, but that is a very, very steep salary for Sabonis. Yeah, it's you're not playing Sabonis at 10500 That is a ludicrous price tag. I don't really like him at 9900 on FanDuel either, and for some reason he's picking up 24% ownership. Ooh. Not interested. I, I think that's one of the easier fade spots today. If you're going to spend 9900 just spend it on Trey Young or something who's not getting owned at all. I have no interest in Sabonis at that current ownership. I think he's an okay play on FanDuel if he wasn't getting owned like that. I'd be more likely to go to someone like Miles Turner on DraftKings 6100 not picking up much ownership at all, only at 7%, uh, only at 3% on FanDuel. If this turns into a Miles Turner block party, you're going to want to be around for it. And then Malcolm Brogdon is pretty much always like a 10 to 15% guy. Um, these three are really the only guys that always stand out for Indiana. 
if you want to do a little bit of Justin Holiday or Dougie McBuckets as you know mid-tier guys that aren't getting represented all that much, I think it's okay. I don't see anybody as a standout option from the Pacers, though. Sounds like there's not a standout option on either side for you today. There is not. Okay. Uh, and by the way, Demonis Sabonis, just one more of those high-priced guys that is not a top option, and LeBron James is facing the Utah Jazz. Did you see their eight-and-a-half-point dogs to the Jazz? Yes, I did. That's that's something. Even without Anthony Davis, that says a lot. Looks like that the adjustment without Davis has happened as far as the these lines are concerned. Let's talk about Minnesota and Chicago, though. Keep this moving since we do have nine games to get to. Yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves getting four points against the Bulls, 229 total. So a nice little total on this one. It could be an interesting game, but then again, it comes down to who on Minnesota are we willing to roster? Most nights, the answer is not many of them. Uh, Malik Beasley getting marginal ownership. Carl Anthony Towns coming off. Another game where it's like, yeah, he played well, right? He, he played well. But when are we getting that breakthrough performance, Josh? The, the thing I like, though, and, and I'll turn this over to you, he played 36 minutes in regulation in a game they lost by 27 points. Did you see Giannis's dunk on him yesterday? Yeah, I just maybe he won't play at all today. And then, he get, then Giannis gets teed up for snarling at him, which, let's be clear here, is one of the dumbest things in the NBA. That should not impact the way a game can play out. The fact that Giannis Starling? Meme, uh, yeah now if you're running back down the floor you're not stopping and getting in somebody's face you shouldn't like that's just that's refs trying to do too much bothers me a lot he yammed all over him every single person on the planet is reacting like that yep. as they should it's fun that's why it happens anyway, so you're saying you should be allowed to snarl yes absolutely just snarl away question. yeah if you're like getting up into his face and stuff and provoking a physical altercation i get why you don't do it but right backpedaling down the floor like the play's over just let it happen i mean i know like cat's probably like yeah i deserve that he just yammed all over me i don't know based on what jimmy butler said cat may have uh cat may have gone home and cried that one out yeah that's that's fine too if you're that soft i, I don't mind either way um you should play a bit be. of you should play a little bit of Malik Beasley today. That's the only thing that I could talk about from a DFS perspective. Probably a little bit of Anthony Edwards. I beat this drum every day, but uh, I think they look a little bit better in a matchup against Chicago. And for Carl Anthony Towns, you know, if you have 5 to 10%, you're not mad about it, but he's not that good of a payup option today. Would have never expected DeMontis Sabonis to be significantly more expensive than Carl Anthony Towns on a slate on DraftKings. The bull side of the ball was uh, really nice to see Wendell Carter Jr. finally give me a good game. I, I can't remember the last time I've, I've rostered Wendell Carter Jr. in any capacity and actually gotten quality production from him. But 29 minutes, 13 boards against Houston. Again, playing against the Houston Rockets, that tells you all you need to know. He had an eight-and-a-half uh, rebound prop, absolutely crushed that. We talked about it on the deeper dive. He had five stocks and 18 points, pretty nice double-double. Do you think he's viable today against Minnesota with his salary still sitting below 6K on DraftKings? Yeah, but he's not nearly the play that I thought he was uh, two nights ago. Um, oh, no, I, of course not. I, I like getting there, but with Jared Allen, with Jakob Pertl on the slate today, with the way San Antonio looks, I prefer Miles Turner a little bit. I still like him, and I will have exposure to Wendell Carter, but I don't feel as good as I did uh, a couple of days ago. Zach Levine would be my favorite preferred option in this game. Uh, I would rather have Zach Levine than Carl Anthony Towns at essentially the same price tag across both sites. 
Um, I don't want to get into it again, but he is a ridiculous inclusion to the East All-Star team. Uh, bothers me a lot. Happy to play a little bit of Kobe White. Patrick Williams, 4,800 on FanDuel and 5,100 on DraftKings. Not really getting all that much love. Probably shouldn't. Like Normally like a .75 fantasy point per minute guy. But I think he just because of the minutes that he's playing, he's a little bit under-owned. So Levine, White, Williams, and Carter, all guys that I'll probably have in like the 8 to 15% range. So no real priorities, but you could dabble with Beasley, with White, with Carter, and with uh, Levine is what you're saying. Yeah, no, no no, firm, like this guy should be in all your cash lineup type plays here, but Levine, Williams, Carter, Beasley, Edwards, those are all guys that I are definitely a part of my core player pool. Okay. Hey, guys, if you use the promo code AWESEMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, you'll get a $20 deposit bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more at our sponsor, No House Advantage. Download the app, check it out. Use that promo code AWESOMO and check out the very cool format that they've got going on there. Peer-to-peer player props in contest format. Not like DraftKings or FanDuel where you can just play one or or one of them. You can't parlay them. I know sometimes on FanDuel with certain ones you can, but usually they're all singles uh, and you're sweating them individually. With this, they're in a contest form. You play eight different props. The one you feel most confident about, you put it at the top. It has the highest point value and all the way down to the lowest point value, likely the one that you're least confident in. But when there's money to be made and when there is what I believe to be a true edge in something like this because of what I'm about to say, you definitely want to check it out. And when you get $20 free just for using the promo code AWESOMO when you sign up. So we have free projections at AWESOMO.com. Entirely free. They will always be free for No House Advantage. And we have the optimal lineups tool entirely free. We'll always be free at awesome.com. Both of them free for uh, to be used in, in tandem with no house advantages props that they post on the site. Now, the best part about this is the, the props that they post on the site will, ch- will not change throughout the day while on other sites, they will. So if you don't get in on them right when they, right when they hit um, right when they hit the board before action starts coming in on either side, which moves them, you don't have to worry about that because they don't change. So you're finding the, the the differences in them. You're finding the spots that you know you have an edge. And by using our tool, you don't even have to do that research on your own. You just look through what we've got projected, uh, what Alex Awesome himself has projected, and co- compare it to what they have over there. So check it out. Download the app. Use the promo code Awesome A W E S E M O, and check out all of our free tools that you can use with that to win money. Listen, there's money to be made there for sure. And most people probably don't even know that these awesome projections and optimal lineup tool exist. So, you know, I always, you know, when there's a way to make money, why not do it? No house advantage sponsor of the strategy show. I didn't know they existed. I didn't know they were free. Right. But they are. Yeah. It's the best. It's one of the best things we have on the site, given uh, the lack of eyeballs on it. People should be checking that out every day. Uh Exactly. Toronto. And, and plus, you got a lot of people playing there that they don't re, they don't understand that the props are static, and 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 they don't understand that there there's a real way to to bet props outside of just being like, oh, I think he does this today, you know. Even though that can be a lot of fun, and sometimes I have my own read on a prop and I, and I'll run with it. But right. when you have the tools at your disposal for free. There's, you know, and it's in contest form, which makes it even more fun. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. 
Toronto at Miami, the Toronto Raptors coming off a loss. Finally, the Sixers win in Toronto. Well, not in Toronto, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that's why they won, because they're because they're not in Toronto. Exactly. Well, they, they lost to Toronto last time. Uh, put it this way, Toronto away from home. Although I believe, remember that the, the Kawhi Game seven, uh, game seven win in the year they won the the finals against the Sixers. I'm sure you're not have, familiar. What I'm happened? I'm sure you have a recollection of that, right? Can't picture it. Sorry. I believe I I I could be wrong, but I feel like each team didn't win a home game in that, or it was like each team only won home games. I can't remember. Uh, all right. Well, where was the shot? I don't remember. It was in Toronto, right? It must have been, right? Because it was game seven and they had a better record that year. Yeah. So then every home game probably every, was a win. Must have been, yeah. I think so because Toronto went up. I, You know what? I don't know. Maybe it was every road game until the last game. I think that's, I don't know, Maybe. Jordan Klein can pull it up. I, I have no memory. Yeah, my memory is pretty shot as well. Um, like Justine will ask me to do something like right there. And I'll be like, yeah, no problem. And then I'll come downstairs. She's like, did you get that for me? I'm like, get what? <laughs> not good Toronto at Miami let's keep this one moving Josh uh, again they are three point dogs 214 and a half total low total second of a back-to-back for Toronto Kyle Lowry according to Nick Nurse has a good chance of playing so I'm still listening listing him as questionable but assuming he plays yeah uh you're not really playing anything from Toronto I think they're the worst team on the slate if Kyle Lowry is in uh it's not a great matchup at all uh, in any sort of shape or form. It's not a pace thing. You don't really want to face Miami. These guys are priced up with Kyle Lowry having been out for a couple of days. No one higher in my Sims on FanDuel or DraftKings than 8% for Siakam on FanDuel. No one owned more than Siakam, 9% on DK. I don't have anything to recommend for Toronto. They are basically not on the slate for me. One of my favorite or my least favorite teams of the day. All right. What about the other side? A little bit to look at here, but we we have a lot of question marks. So Goran Dragic is questionable. He's been out for a very extended amount of time. Whether or not he plays is up in the air. I've actually left him out because he's been out for so long. I'm not putting him in until he's actually in. But we also still have to wait on news for Tyler Hero. Missed the last game. He is questionable. I have Hero in, Dragic out. At that point, I love Jimmy Butler. 9,200 on FanDuel, 9,300 on DraftKings. He's only 11% owned on FanDuel. I think that he should be owned 22% of the time. So 2X on a guy in the 9K range is pretty difficult for me to get there. So he ends up being a, a pay-up option that I really, really enjoy. I like paying up for him on DraftKings too, just not to the same sort of degree because of the positional flexibility. It, it's hard to concentrate on any one guy since you can really roster anybody in that same salary tier. But I think he's wildly underowned on DK. He's the highest owned guy on Miami at 5%. To me, that's wrong. Give me some Butler. I'll even take a couple shares of Bam. I want Hero if he's in. Kendrick Nunn, if he is in or out, I'd be willing to play about 5% of. I'd play a lot more if Hero ends up being out. But I like Miami more than I was expecting. But Jimmy Butler, obviously, my favorite guy in the world. Uh, Very key piece for Miami if Dragic is out and Hero is in. And if Hero is out, obviously, that doesn't make Jimmy Butler look worse. Right. But, yes, he's, he's fantastic. And that's yeah. all I need to say. We all know that. A hundred percent. We all know that. And by the way, thank you, Jordan, for pulling that up. I was way off. So essentially everything I said about every game at home or every game in the road, and then I thought maybe it was like every other game that they won. Just all bullshit, Josh. Really? 
I remember what you're talking about. That, you do, that was right? That was definitely a series recently. Yes. Okay. So you remember ever it was every game, and it, and then I think the last game maybe they broke that trend, but. I think it was Toronto in the bubble, the designated either road or home team. Like they either flip flop them or won all of, I, I think they actually flip flop them. The Whatever one like had OG and OB hit that buzzer beater, whatever series that was. Yeah, I'm I, almost positive that every designated road team won that. And I think that's why it's fresh in our head. Yeah. Maybe someone else will remember. Uh, I need money says what's taco. What's taco percentage of being in the optimal tonight with the super chat. Um, low? Zero. Yeah, zero. Thanks for the super chat, though. Uh, and then we had a comment from Donovan Manosphere Fixer says, I thank you guys for all the tips. I won 30K last night. Should have been 100, but Mellow last second three cost me 70,000. I'm still sick. Well, I would be too, but I'd also be pretty happy about it because 30,000 is pretty incredible. So congratulations. Congrats, man. Bill says, who's your pick of the day? Cashed on Brooklyn last night. Great call. Thanks, brother. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you, Brooklyn's been disrespected as far as betting goes. And once again yesterday, they covered that spread with, with relative ease. It actually moved against them throughout the day, and they covered by what? 10 or 11 points? So yeah. uh, I don't know. I'll give you – stick around for the deeper dive tonight when I actually do research into to betting and, and props and stuff. But, um, yeah, we'll get to more of that for sure. Josh, any other thoughts for Miami, or is this also a waiting game with the Dragic and, and Hero News? It's a bit of a waiting game, but uh, don't wait too long on Jimmy Butler. I think he's underrepresented. Okay. So moving to this next one, I've actually been pretty excited to talk about this because okay. Saban Lee has been – it's it's been really impressive. What did I say? I, I... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Well, when I typed in Detroit and then you said you were excited to talk about it. So I just assumed you meant San Antonio and then you were actually were excited yeah. to talk about the Pistons. Which I, I am because, because of Saban, because of the numbers that we're seeing from Saban Lee, not just on the surface, but, but check this out. I mentioned this to Adam yesterday on the show. Okay. Um, and, and this is why it's important. And this is why I really liked Saban Lee yesterday, even at, you know, considerable ownership. In the two games that he's played, the two last two games that he's played, in the 21st and the 23rd, he's averaging 69 touches per game. Nice. I saw that coming. Leads, mm-hmm. leads the team. 21 drives per game, Josh. That's, that's an insane amount of drives for a guy, you know, coming off the bench, playing 29, 30 minutes. Got to love that. And then when you take a look at his potential assists, because 
of course, you want potential assists for someone that's going to be handling the ball, that's going to be out there. Potential assists over those two games, averaging 14. So they're really, really good volume numbers for Saban Lee, and he's yeah. sub-4K again against the, the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, the question is, do they move him to the starting lineup or do they continue to start Dennis Smith Jr., which I think is kind of weird. Um, I'd be I think fine Saban with Lee, starting Smith again. I mean, I think they should just play Saban Lee 32 Me too, game, me too. But, but I'd be okay with him coming off the bench where there's nothing but, like, you're playing minutes without Jeremy Grant, who's the only real guy that, that's getting shots up. Yeah. Who else are you out there with? Josh Jackson? Yeah. Sorry, go I gave, him tw- I gave him 27 minutes. And he looks like a perfectly reasonable value play, but it's really hard to prioritize him over anything from San Antonio for me right now. I like him just not nearly as much as the public does on DK on Fanduel, where he's 5k. I just don't even care. The guys that I'm looking at most Jeremy Grant on both sites. No surprise there. I think I say that every day. Uh, Josh Jackson is 5,100 on Fanduel. I like that price tag 6k on DraftKings, a little bit less interesting and then if you want to play a little bit of Mason Plumley, I think it's fine, but it's better on DK where he's only 6,400. I thought that I could get to a little bit more savingly. I don't really know what to do with his playing time right now because it's hard to project someone that doesn't start with too many more minutes. Um, but he's at the very least on DK, a very, very viable paydown option. So let me ask you this then. With, with the way that you know we talk about differentiating at times and trying to be different, there's also reasons to not do that even if someone's very high on yeah. one example would be a team's missing six or seven players. Okay. Right. It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty apt comparison given the scenario in San, uh, San Antonio today, but with Saban Lee, if you have some of these value guys at 50 plus percent in San Antonio, it's very likely going to happen today. And Saban Lee comes in say 15%. Do you not think that the, the, the potential for him to play another 32 minutes against a pretty weak Pels defense does actually make him one of the few times you want to make a pivot from a value chalk play. Yeah, absolutely. I think that he'll look really good in comparison to say, who would be the perfect? Like Patty Mills is way up there. Let, let's use him. Can we use Patty Mills and Lonnie Walker as two examples? <sighs> Patty Mills is probably the better example. Lonnie Walker being able to be shooting guard and small forward is going to make his ownership be just stupid high today. Yeah. Alex Mills is just stuck in a guard there. spot. Yeah. I mean, you just... Uh, easiest way for me to describe it. This has nothing... These aren't, these aren't my opinions. This is just simply where the data came out after I projected these guys. Saban Lee, 11.5% chance of being in the optimal. Patty Mills, 33. Lonnie Walker, 39. Now, we could say that... I have Saban Lee under projected in minutes. If you told me to go to 29 minutes on Saban Lee, I think he's in the optimal close, a lot closer to Patty Mills and Lonnie Walker, probably north of 20% at that point. And that would also bring them down a little bit because they wouldn't be as necessary. So if he really is picking up 18% and Lonnie Walker and Patty Mills are in the fifties, he is a natural leverage swap, but in cash games, you're still wanting to go to the San Antonio Spurs guys. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. That that's that's a big. You got to draw that comp- or this uh, distinction there for sure. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, uh, like, you, you don't want to overthink it in in cash games. Those these guys are going to be. You're going to have either three or four four Spurs in cash 
almost guaranteed. I don't think it's even possible really for Saban Lee to sniff a cash lineup after you get all of those Spurs guys in. Absolutely. And, you know, to be fair, it's not like his shot volume has been insane either. He's just shooting pretty efficiently. And, you know, it was three for three from three yesterday, which is pretty intense. So uh, I'm not saying there isn't a a chance for Saban Lee to fail. There absolutely is. There's no doubt. But the thing I like, and it's actually similar it's actually kind of similar like or to um to San Antonio in that there aren't good players on Detroit so you can always at least fall back on that it's not like anyone you're worried about really stealing the show so yeah for sure do you have any other interest in Detroit from the Grants and Plumleys to anyone I think Josh Jackson might be the sneakiest guy on the Pistons because he's not going to get any love on DraftKings at 6k but it's not out of the realm of possibility for that to break well for him. He's only at 1% ownership. I think that's, he's another one of those, like you'll see if, if you guys check out our, our strategy syllabus, it's where a couple of us that work for the site, give our projections for like favorite cash play, favorite GPP play, best team, worst team position to pay up for pay down for. We also have a, a contrarian players section. So guys that aren't picking up any real ownership that I think actually should be looked at. Josh Jackson would be one of those guys. He's a full on contrarian option. He's not picking up any ownership, but instead of being one to 2% owned, I think he should be like seven to eight. And if you get a couple of those guys, right, it really helps fill out your lineup. Mason Plumley's price keeps falling. Um, do you think he gets extended run today, given how big this front court is for New Orleans? Because Steven Adams is probable to play. You have Zion out there as well. I was thinking it's possible that he gets one of these 34-minute games that we've seen semi-frequently lately. Yeah, I have no confidence in his minutes. I gave him 31. Okay. But if you could tell me anything from 28 to 34, and I'd be like, yep, that is well within the realm of possibility. If you If he plays 34, you're going to really want him. If he plays 28 – it's going to have a hard time paying off value, particularly on FanDuel. But 6400 on DraftKings, I think that price tag works. Me too. Me too. And I'll say this, center has a lot of options today. Yep. So that that's important. But Plumlee, 6400 similar to what you said yesterday about Plumlee, it, different matchup, but same sentiment, is if he's going to come in with no ownership like he is today, if you get – you know, even two X the field, you're going to like four to 8% and you're not going to hate having that much of a guy that can give you solid totals across the board and kind of has a pretty high floor as a matter of fact. Yeah. It's, it's going to be really hard for him to not be like close to a low end double, double and potentially some assists. Right. Yeah. If he crushes you, he, he is a permanent guy. So if he crushes you, it's just because his minutes are through the floor. And in this matchup, I don't think that happens, but we'll see. Uh, I love what I'm seeing out of Zion lately, though, Josh. And I'm an objective person. Earlier in the year, just the range of outcomes for Zion wasn't enough for me to want to pay a premium for him. It just simply wasn't. But now I've actually been seeing a a, a little bit more out of him. And if you look at the numbers, you say, well, Lafay, he's not exactly lighting the world on fire. No, he's not. But at the same time, you know, a couple of these games have been blowouts where he would like against Memphis, he played 28 minutes. They won by 31 points. He had 52. He would have crushed in that game. A couple of other spots, too, where he's just played really well. His his shooting percentage is absurdly high. He's getting to the line. I wish he rebounded better, Josh, but I also like that he now has four-plus assists in all but two of his last 10 games. This is the type of stuff I want to see from Zion. If he's not going to get me a lot of stocks, steals, and blocks, give me some assists. 
Give me some rebounds and, and give me high percentage scoring. That's how he can get where we need him to be. Dude, he is so good. 26% usage, 1.32 points per shot attempt. That's 89th percentile in the league uh, for big men. 16% assist rate. That's an 84th percentile opportunity for big men. I agree. He, he's not sniffing defensive rebounds at all, but pretty sizable offensive rebounder that's beneficial for you more a little bit more so in dfs because if you're getting an if zion williamson gets an offensive rebound there's a decent chance that's also followed up by a monstrous dunk of some sort um i really do love this dude he's going to be so good and they talk we talk about unicorns a lot but he very much is a unicorn in the style of his play he just moves from point a to point b an obese unicorn that's just rude i mean i bet you he is technically obese by like a lot you think so? We wouldn't. It, co- you wouldn't classify him as morbidly obese, would you? It, it, it honestly wouldn't surprise me, given his you, height and weight. Like the yeah. the actual class of classification in BMI probably has him as morbidly obese. I bet so, you would laugh in those people's faces. No, oh, sh- sh- listen, I'm I'm kidding, of course. Morbidly yeah. obese with a 45 inch vertical. <laughs> do, you, do you think he's the type of guy though that say? If he say like God forbid he he got hurt or something and was out for a year, that if he wasn't working, he would just start packing on the pounds. Oh yeah, he's gonna look like Barkley in his post career. Like, have you ever seen the show My Six Hundred Pound Life, where these people are just absolutely dry. like they can't get through the doors? You ever, you ever see that? My so that's not the one. I, I watch uh, Thousand Pound Sisters. Oh, have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, Tammy is something else. When they they had like a meet and greet and uh, no one was showing up at first and uh, that didn't surprise me. <laughs> it's I don't know why that's glorified. I'll tell you that much. I mean that's that's America these days. I huh? mean, uh, you be you know I, you know we're talking about it, so that's why it's glorified. Well, of course, yeah, because it's yeah. fascinating as all hell. Yeah. Watch it with Justine all the time. But anyway, for an obese player, like Zion's the best <laughs> obese player in the game, right? Uh, he, what are you talking? How do you even think about that? I'm just making sure that we're not missing something obvious. I don't know. No, it has, it has to be him. It's it. In all seriousness, though, do you want to pay for him today against Detroit? Depends on the site. So 8,500 on Fandle, where you have to play two power forwards. Yes, uh, I think that he is properly owned at 14 and a half percent. On DK at 8,800, where you have a bit more options, I don't think it's – oh, boy, I see that one that didn't make it through the cut in chat. I, it's funny. <laughs> uh, there's another one that Dwayne Lopez says, meet and greet, but spelled meet, M-E-A-T. <laughs> yeah, that, that's also good. So, uh, anyway, uh, I like it. I like Zion, but I think he is properly priced at this point in time. And on DraftKings, with the ability to roster sort of whoever you want, I think there are better fantasy options than him tonight. Uh, if I'm going to anybody on the Pels on DraftKings, it's probably Lonzo at 6400 He's $600 cheaper on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel, and his minutes are up. Last three games for Lonzo, 38.5 in OT, so even if you want to lop off five, 36 and 36. Those minutes have been trending up just a little bit. I gave him 34 because I think that might be the, like, if this is competitive, I think that he's going to get that run. So he would be the guy that I'm looking at at least a little bit, not getting owned at all on FanDuel because of his price. 
If you get to Brandon, Brandon Ingram and Zion are like the exact same guys every single day. You want to own them in the five to 15% range. That seems fine. But until somebody gets injured or something yeah. along those lines, uh, their price tags are where they should be. Yeah, you're right. Cubs fan in our premium side chat says James Harden is the best obese player in the league. Mm. <laughs> uh, anything else from this one? Maybe. No, nothing crazy. Uh, Jeremy Grant, Zion, Ingram, Lonzo, Josh Jackson. Those are the guys that I have my eye on here. You know, all of our tools, which are the tools that you and I reference every day here on the site, are at awesomeo.com, built by the number one ranked DFS player, Alex Baker, Awesomeo himself. And these are the same tools he uses, right? It's not just his yeah. name on them or anything like like These are his tools that he uses and are on the site and that have won him and a lot of other subs and a lot of people a lot of money along the way specifically playing NBA for sure. Now, if you want to check it out, go to awesome.com slash join. We have ownership projections, player projections, the top stack tool, boom bust tool, the lineup builder, uh, fantasy cruncher add-on, which is amazing for anyone looking to play uh, many different lineups every night, all of our premium articles. And this is for, the thing is, this is our basketball, baseball, football, hockey, soccer, uh, MMA, League of Legends, Josh. I, I mean, everything, NASCAR, PGA, Everything. If they have contests, we have content for it. We have so much stuff. We have so much stuff that it's hard for me to even keep track of all of the stuff we have yeah. outside of the sports that I cover. Yep. Like we're at a point now where we're constantly running out new stuff, new people, new pieces of content that we we're, we're just massive now. But uh, for whatever you're looking for in the DFS industry, we have it in some form, whether that's yep. podcast videos data on the website lineup building tools we're checking off every box and it's not just like you go to a site that has oh we have mma content and it's an article right yeah. like or we have nascar content and it's just an article we have the tools for that like the top driver tools uh the top fighter tools which gives you probabilities of where these guys finish the projections the ownership rankings like all of that stuff used in conjunction with each other to really build good lineups and the, you know, Adam's a good example of this and uh, of someone that uses these tools, doesn't really even know a lot of these sports like he knows basketball and has been profitable in them. You know what I mean? Like hockey, yeah, okay. yeah, there's huge hit. Yeah, hockey, MMA. I mean, like MMA is relatively new to Adam in general. He's been ultra successful in DFS using the stuff that we have. I believe he has two seats to the MMA final at this yeah. point in time. He's running through it and... Yeah. I, I think he's tools. been following MMA since basically it started back up again during quarantine. So like July. Right. Well, April, but I know what you're saying. No, they were, they were on ice for a bit until they got Abu Dhabi and stuff up. I think the first fight was in April, dude. I think they took like two full months off. I could, maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, you know what, Jordan, you want to pull that up for us? I, we, don't, we, can, we can keep talking because it's unimportant, but now I'm just curious because I remember you and I talked about it a ton because there was nothing else to get to. Uh, they went from March 14th and they were off until May 9th. May. Okay. So early, you know, early May. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, because that one was uh, supposed to be in California, right? And then they told him they couldn't. And they went, I think it was still in the States. I think it was, or it was supposed Jackson, to be in Vegas. They ran Jacksonville for a week and a half. That's and it. And they, they took some time off, went back to the apex. And then they ended up in Abu. So they did end up in Abu Dhabi in July. I was right about that. They did a lot more shows prior to that than I remembered. Yep. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, awesome.com slash Dwayne. Jordan uh, Klein, our wonderful producer, put it up on the screen. You can do weekly for less than $4 a week for the Express Pass. If you want to do all access weekly, that's a great play. But I, I always say the best place to go, unless you want to make a true investment into this and go annual, is the all, uh, Awesome Plus Platinum, the all access monthly, because that gives you everything you need at a good price for every sport. And, you know, you're not skimping yourself in anything. But no matter what type of player you are, if you're just a hobbyist and or you're just casual, you get in for the Express Pass for $3.95. If you're serious about it, go all out. That's what's cool about it. So check it out, awesome.com slash joint. All right, three to go here. Time for San Antonio. I'm going to give you the rundown here, and then I'm just going to let you go with this because we could go forever at this pace. DeRozan out. Keldon Johnson out. Derek White out. Rudy Gay out. Um, Vassal's also out. And LaMarcus Aldridge is oh uh, Witherspoon is all Witherspoon is out. Might not sound important, but the more guys you lose, you're going to need some subs. Uh, and then Aldridge is questionable. So six confirmed out, one questionable. This is an absolute mess that's going to create a ton of value and massive ownership for the Spurs. And of course, Josh, they're facing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. So this is going to be where all the ownership is coming in. Uh, Dejounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Patty Mills, all forty to fifty percent owned. They're the three first things you're putting into most cash lineups. Uh, I think it's going to be very difficult to get away from them. Dejounte Murray is just going to have carte blanche to do whatever he wants from a rate perspective. Lonnie Walker and Patty Mills are going to play thirty plus minutes at either flat minimum or near that prices, depending on which site you're on. Um, the piece that we need to talk about that I think is really important is whether or not Lamarcus Aldridge plays. He's been out for a pretty extended amount of time. To me, it doesn't feel like the spot that you bring LaMarcus Aldridge back for, but maybe you just want him to play some minutes. I don't know. I don't really get the vibe. They're not really short on front court options. Jakob Pertl can play 30 minutes today, and that's not going to be much of an issue. Trey Lyles is at worst a four, but more basically a four or a five. Uh, Drew Eubanks also on this team could play anything from backup center run to I don't know what if LaMarcus Aldridge is in the lineup. That's where it gets really tricky because they're running out a lot of guys that can play the exact same position. Lucas Samanich is a power forward option. So the guys that I'm looking at right now, the, the big piece of this will be Aldridge because if Aldridge gets ruled out, then you can kind of just lock all of this in and it's not going to be all that variable. If Aldridge is in though, that's where things can start to get a little bit weirder. I love Trey Lyles, 4K on FanDuel, 3,200 on DraftKings. I think that he sees a ton of time one way or the other, no matter if Aldridge is in or out. I gave him 34 minutes. It doesn't really matter what I project him for. I could cut that to 28, and I think he's still a fantastic play. Lonnie Walker, 34 minutes at minimum on FanDuel and 3,700 on DraftKings. Load him up. Patty Mills, same story. Jakob Pertl is 6,200 and 6,400 on FanDuel and DraftKings. He's a guy you want like some of, but nothing too crazy. I love every bit of this. I'm paying very close attention to whether or not Kata Bates' job starts this game. They don't really have anybody that plays the three. We've got a lot of guards. We've got a lot of big men. We don't really have a ton of wing-type talent. And if Kata Bates' job gets the start, he's the flat minimum on FanDuel, the flat minimum on DraftKings. He's not really picking up a ton of ownership right now. He's going to have to play a lot if Aldridge is out. And even if he's in, I think he fits in the positional spectrum that isn't really being covered. But either way, this is the spot where you're rostering everybody. This is the no-brainer value spot of the day. Don't try to get too cute. 
you probably need to have two San Antonio Spurs in everything that you're doing. These guys just look fantastic because of outside forces. Don't overthink their talent level. They got to play 240 minutes tonight. Yes, they do. So let's recap the Spurs. It's it's really difficult to do because of Aldridge, though. So that's why you got to stick around for the deeper dive, the tip, the, the NBA tip-off show prior to that today, uh, live before lock, all of that great stuff coming up. We're going to get you, and you're on live before lock tonight with Greg, I believe. I am. I am. Yeah. Uh, and then the NBA late slate swap sweat. It's the late slate show with Chris Baggs, Greg Ehrenberg. It's a lot of fun. It's a hangout vibe, but also breaking down the showdown slate, breaking down the two gamer, all of that stuff. Hopefully you guys join them. Really build a fun community there for sure. Um, let, let's just recap this a little bit. Your your yeah. top plays right now for the Spurs if Aldridge is in. All right. If Aldridge is in, my favorite plays are Trey Lyles, Lonnie Walker, Patty Mills, DeJounte Murray, Jakob Pertl, Kata Bates-Jop. Okay. And if Aldridge is out? Everybody that I named. Yep. But more so than I did before. And maybe Drew Eubanks. Okay. Man. Trey Jones is the only guy that I don't think plays enough to matter, but he certainly could because they they just don't have the bodies to really matter all that much. So like we know that they need to play basically 96 minutes at power forward and center. That's the total amount of minutes available for power forwards and centers. Drew Eubanks, Jakob Pertl, LaMarcus Aldridge, if he's in Trey Lyles, either they're splitting all of those 96 minutes to those four guys or someone in that group of four has to play the three which I guess would be Trey Lyles, but none of those guys are really that kind of player. That is the rotation that'll become really, really curious to me if we end up having uh, Aldridge be in the game. And that is the spot where I think that Kata Bates' job starts seeing more minutes. They might just have to cut either Eubanks or Lyles' minutes. So there's people in chat talking about how Greg Popovich scares them. Well, Greg Popovich normally scares me as well. But we're talking about a day where the Spurs could very likely have nine active players. Yeah, Becky Hammond's not getting in this game, guys. They, they can't <laughs> play their coaching staff and stuff. Nine active players. Um, actually, it might be less because Trey Jones might still be in the G League. So I thought he was available, but I can double check. He is on assignment with the G League, as is Luka Samanich, but I'm going to assume... Well, I, actually, I'm not going to assume anything. Uh, we'll find out more as we get closer to it. Well, put it this way. If they don't get recalled then and Aldridge plays, they would have eight. Yep. If they if they do and Aldridge plays, they would have ten. If they do and Aldridge doesn't play, they still only have nine. Uh, and if they do or if they don't and Aldridge doesn't play, well, that doesn't work because they're only going to have seven. Yeah, so. like they have to have eight, and they're not going to postpone this game. I don't think they are so shorthanded that the coach coach means absolutely nothing in this case. Look, and if we're being honest here, the, the, the whole Popovich thing hasn't really been a thing for a pretty extended period of time. I, I don't worry about getting popped any longer. It's just not, that's not the thing that happens the same way that it used to. Tim Fuller. I just wanted to, to read this comment. I think you'll appreciate it. Uh, it says hats off to Osmo survived the outbreak of the Rona the past year. 
with limited sports action must have been a challenge to keep afloat. Totally impressive. That means a lot to us because yeah. we we busted our ass to get out the NBA 2K simulation, partnered with FanDuel for that. Um, you know, the daily sports show, which wasn't wildly popular, but we still kept the presence and tried to do everything we could with League of Legends projections. And that was a tough grind, a scary time too. KBO. <laughs> KBO, yeah, yeah. It feels like a lifetime ago, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I, that that does mean a lot. We, the moment it all went down, uh, we buckled down and thought, like, what in the world can we do to try to make this sustain? We had no idea when anything was going to come back. We threw a lot of crap against the wall to see what would stick. Some of it has, and some of it didn't. But you know. Not everything is going to be a home run. Just like uh, Trey Lyles might be really likely to be in the optimal lineup, but still not get there 45% of the time. Got to take some shots, but it's good to know that people out there are watching because it got a little scary there for a bit. It did. We appreciate it though. Yeah. And that, that, those type of comments mean a lot for sure. Yeah. Uh, Cause that was a weird time. What are you doing with the thunder, Josh? Uh, playing quite a bit of Shea Gilgis Alexander on FanDuel. He's a thousand dollars cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. Thirty-three percent projected ownership, and I think that's spot on. One of, if not my favorite plays of the day. If we're talking about like guys that aren't at the you know flat minimum type stuff, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is one of the best options you can have today. They're basically fully healthy outside of George Hill still being out, and we know what we were getting out of Shea earlier in the year. I love that price. Uh, don't overthink it. Don't worry about the ownership. You should have him in about a third of the lineups that you're putting together on FanDuel though. After that, you know, if you get a little bit of Baisley or Dort, I think it's fine, but nothing, no, no real priorities on the DraftKings side. I think Baisley, Dort and Maladon look a little bit better. What you're really hoping for in this game is that it stays close. <laughs> right. And I mean, look, dude, there are very few teams that I would rather have to go against if I'm the Spurs in this situation than than the OKC Thunder. You know, I'm yeah. not I'm not necessarily saying that that this will stay close, but they're only two and a half point dogs not on the road. I didn't I didn't think the Thunder would have uh, this sort of uh, like I didn't think they'd be a favorite, and apparently they are. Two and a half. Wait, you didn't think the Thunder would be favorites? No, like I meant like this year. <laughs> oh oh oh, gotcha. I was just yeah. gonna say what. But nah. two and a half points. Oh, wow. In some spots, I'm looking, it's down to one. Maybe they won't be favored. Yeah. And maybe Aldridge is expected to play. But honestly, does that, point, does, that, does that make him better? I was going to say, how much does he move the needle anyway? He do, he really doesn't. So, no. All right. Well, that'll be fine. At Odd Shopper, we have it off the board right now. So, we'll see. Should be fun. Uh, anyway, I guess the point I'm making is I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, down to one point, actually on Odd Shopper, on all of the books that we have listed. So there you have it. All right, let's go to Charlotte and Phoenix, the Charlotte Hornets uh, in Phoenix, a Phoenix Suns team that is just blowing the doors off opposing teams right now. I mean, I'm routing them, kicking the shit out of them, Josh. It's pretty crazy stuff. Double-digit dogs are the Charlotte Hornets, 10 point, uh, getting 10 points in Phoenix, 225 and a half total. Devontae Graham, Caleb Martin, both out. Gordon Hayward, questionable. Floor is yours, fella. Yeah, so Gordon Hayward is questionable with a bruised hand. Um, I'm assuming he plays. It just happens to be the same hand that he broke a little earlier in the year. So at the very least, you have to be aware of it. I assume he just plays and is slightly compromised. 
we shall see. If he's out, uh, we're certainly going to be liking a lot of Charlotte a little bit more than we do. Not much love coming in here for the Hornets. No one is in double-digit ownership on Fandle or DK other than LaMelo Ball, and I think he's wildly under-owned on Fandle. He's 8900 on DK, $1,100 cheaper on Fandle. I have him in the optimal lineup 20% of the time. His salary is not a problem. The fact that he's so low-priced and we have so much value, I think he's twice as likely in the field to be in the optimal lineup. So I'm getting to a lot of Lamelo. Not a fun spot to attack against Phoenix, but I am doing that. After that, I think everything is about right. A little bit of Hayward, if he plays, I think is okay. Terry Rozier's price is up to 7,900 on DraftKings now. I don't really, I can't really focus on that all that much. So to me, it's just Lamelo Ball on FanDuel and basically nothing else. Yeah, I cannot get to LaMelo at 8,900 on DraftKings. No. Uh, I mean, I have him in the optimal 7% of the time, but that's still pretty low. (laughs) And I guess because there is so much value, I suppose it's not the craziest idea, but the Suns have really been – I I know I talk about it a lot, but I'm just really impressed by by the way they're playing defensively specifically, so – when I say LaMelo Ball is at 7.7% and like, that's okay. That's like the 43rd best rate on the day. That's so fine. Yeah. You know, they make and it into the ass end of a player pool. You mentioned a blowout between the Spurs and, and Thunder. I, I, I would not be shocked at all if this is like a 30 point game at halftime. No, I, neither would I. They're, they're just really good. They're really good. Especially if Hayward's out and, and things could begin to get ugly. Uh, let's talk about that really good team. Devin Booker. Uh, DraftKings at least 8,300, Chris Paul, 7,700, Aiton, and all of these guys. It's funny because they played really well, but no one's really showing off in terms of huge fantasy production every night. Yeah, this is, it, it's really hard. They're, they're an incredible basketball team with very little appeal from a DFS perspective. DeAndre Aiton on FanDuel at 6,400 is projected for 14.5% ownership. Everybody else is, either eight and a half percent or less on either FanDuel or DK. If you want to play a little bit of Chris Paul, I mean, if you want to play any of Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, or Devin Booker, those are all perfectly acceptable, viable plays. It's never wrong to play good players when they're priced appropriately. They could do a lot. These guys can pop off at any moment, but none of them look like a good, like an amazing value on the surface I don't think that any of them are probably in like my top 25 for the day. And I think that's a decent cutoff. So while I like Paul Aiton and Booker a little bit, these guys are filler to me. This is not much of a DFS team, at least not today. Okay. Me neither. I'm perfectly fine. Moving on to the last game here, Lakers and Utah jazz, Utah. You want, we mentioned it earlier, but eight and a half point favorites against the Lakers. Sure. There's no Anthony Davis, but LeBron James is expected to play, as always. Sure, there's no Dennis Schroeder. I get it. But eight-and-a-half-point favorites against the Lakers, I wouldn't be surprised to see people bet Lakers, just see a lot of bets come in, but not a lot of money on the Lakers because you know how people are, Josh. Yeah, uh, I would bet on the Lakers, too. I mean, anytime you can get those points, you feel like just taking them and running with LeBron is the way to do it. Uh, But, I mean, Utah's good. They're at full strength, and – they're going to be a really, really difficult matchup for LA today. You can save yourself a little bit of time and ignore the Lakers outside of LeBron James. I don't really see anybody on this team as a viable DFS option today. Maybe a little bit of Kyle Kuzma at 5,700 on FanDuel just because of the way positions work. But uh, LeBron is the only guy that I'm looking at. 
I'm not all that interested in him at 10-9 on DraftKings, even though we have all of the money to go around. That might change a little bit later, but I think he's a little overowned. FanDuel, very different because of the uh, 10-4 and the needing two guys at each position. So I like LeBron quite a bit on FanDuel, one of the better, more frequently owned options today. But that's it. The rest of this team looks terrible from a fantasy perspective. I don't want Lakers. Yep, that's kind of where I feel as well. And on the Utah side of the ball, pulling up ownership right now at awesomeo.com. You guys know where to find it. Mike Conley is the only one getting more than, well, actually, he's the only one above 6%, and he's not even above 10%. And on FanDuel for the Utah Jazz, you've got Mike Conley at 11.7%, no one else above 7 So that's what you're getting with this game in general. Yep, highest uh, a guy in a sim for me was Rudy Gobert at 9.2%. So it's following right along with the ownership. If you get any of Mitchell, Gobert, Conley, I, I think that's okay. Boyan Bogdanovich or Royce O'Neal, I guess that's okay. But nobody here is a 10% guy. Nobody here is ranking in like my top 30 to 40 options. This is not the kind of game you want for DFS purposes. My ownership in the late night hammer will be limited. That was easy, huh? Yeah. Going out with a whimper. (laughs) But San Antonio OKC, that's a huge one. Waiting on the John Collins and Reddish news, that's also huge. Houston news, there's a lot in in play here. Will Saban Lee get the start? Will it be Dennis Smith Jr.? Who knows? Uh, But we will pay attention to all of that. We'll also have programming throughout the day leading up to lock three straight hours. It's the tip-off show. It is the deeper dive, and it's live before lock. And be sure to check out everything else we've got going on today. The NHL strategy show at 3 o'clock. The daily game plan behind paywall with uh, Alex Baker today at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. And then you got PGA Live Before Lock, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Sandwich straight in between Live Before Lock and the NBA Late Slate Show. So after you get your lineups in, I don't know, tune into some PGA Live Before Lock and get ready. Josh, final thoughts before we go. Maybe one more call for likes. I feel like we're slacking a little bit here. Yeah, well, uh, we is your show, man. Uh, hit that thumbs up because Luffy, Luffy didn't beg it for it like, or ask for it at all. He didn't even do what he was supposed to do. What a garbage team player that is. I, instead of saying, you know what, we will work in tandem here, you're just yeah. like, hey, it's your show, asshole. I'm like the Zach Levine of this joint, man. I only do the work that I want to do. <laughs> I know you, and I know that's entirely true. <laughs> We'll be back soon. Thanks for hanging out. NBA Strategy Show presented by No House Advantage. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, 10 a.m. Eastern. Get that thumbs up, guys. Do it for me, not him. I don't care who you do it. Because I'm not selfish. I do. I'm incredibly selfish. Me too.